everyone, welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, Year 2, where this year we're reading through and studying the entire New Testament, one chapter at a time. Thanks again for joining us in discovering God's plan and your part in it. All right, everybody, welcome back. Today we are in Matthew chapter 3, and I think we're going to have a little bit of a discussion about repentance. <laughs> repentance is an interesting topic. I think it's uh, certainly something that was on John the Baptist's mind. And I think it's worthwhile for us to peel that apart today and talk a little bit about what that looks like in our own lives. Uh, I am noticing as we read through Matthew that Matthew is not wasting any time uh, to just get right into the ministry of Jesus. Today we're going to be talking about John the Baptist, but also the baptism of Jesus, uh, which is really the kicking off point of his earthly ministry. Like This is when he's going to start going out and teaching and preaching and healing people and providing for people. Uh, so he's going from being a relatively unknown person uh, to somebody with a pretty grand entrance. So a lot to unpack here today in Matthew chapter 3. I think there's something to be said about um, John as well, because he's totally speaking out of his own faith of who Jesus is and what he's about to do um, without actually knowing any of what we know today. So he's out, he's baptizing people, he's reminding them of the coming of this Jesus, and then on top of it all, in verse 7 starts when the Pharisees and the Sadducees start to come and start to like watch and observe what's going on, and John just calls them out. He yells right to them, like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> who told you to run away from the coming wrath? Like, it's just interesting how bold he is to speak out, knowing like his own faith, but not totally knowing what is actually going to happen outside of just like prophecies being fulfilled. Like he knows what is to happen, but doesn't, hasn't actually seen it. And it's just very much walking by his own faith. It's also going to kick off this theme uh, prevalent in most of the gospels that these religious leaders and teachers are misleading a lot of the people and they Mm -hmm. have uh, bad motives and they're not good leaders. And so John actually calls them like a brood of vipers, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, Jesus is going to do a lot of those things as well. Uh, I noticed in like the like if you were to split this chapter in half, like the first chapter would or the first part of the chapter would probably be like verse one to verse 12. And then verse 13 on would be the second half. Verse 13 on kind of focuses on the baptism of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, I noticed I think I counted like four or five times where John either talks about repentance or confessing sins, which I think are are similar. They're not exactly the same Mm -hmm. thing. Uh, but they are similar. And so we're talking that he is encouraging people to repent five times in 12 verses. Uh, It seems like that's kind of a big deal. That is sort of what John the Baptist is known for. Uh, He has a baptism of repentance. That's what the chapter says. Uh, And Jesus has a baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. Uh, I'm curious, like, what do you, what do you think of repentance? Mm -hmm. It's definitely turning away from, excuse me, your own sin in order to live a life that is reflecting of God and not harboring those things in order to make yourself look better because ultimately God sees your heart and you need to repent of those things. Um, I guess, does that answer your question? Do you have like, what is your repentance experience? I mean, there's like a, (laughs) there's a definite like need to turn away from sin. So like there's this like, like tugging, I guess, at your heart and to ignore is definitely easy. Um, and also to save face too. To save, what do you mean to save face? Like to not repent of your sin and just be like, try to hide oh, like it or just, cover it. Yeah. You just hide from it. Completely. Yeah. I think about, um, 
I've probably told this story before, but there's a pretty significant time in my life where um, I was like basically running from God. And my youth pastor at the time, I was like a junior or senior in high school, probably senior, I guess. My youth pastor at the time was like just questioning me, like, what are you doing? And I ended up like confessing to him a bunch of things that were going through my mind, a bunch of things that I was wrestling with mm-hmm. um, and a bunch of things I had been doing. Like it was it was not just like sin in my mind, just turning from God in my mind. Uh, it was like trying to mislead other people and draw other people away from hmm. serving God, which like is twofold. not a great thing. Um, and the, <laughs> one of the things he made me do is like, okay, so, uh, next week at youth group, we're going to just sit everybody in a big circle and you'll just go ahead and lead youth group and you'll just confess your sins and repent from your sins to all these people. Mm-hmm. And it was really fantastic. Like when I, when I think of repentance, I think of when I was forced to do that, um, which I don't know, like today people would probably be furious that he would do that. Um, but it was it was such a positive experience um, to be able to admit sin and come clean of sin, and then actually to be forgiven by people. I know, like ultimately, it's about being forgiven by God. But to have like a group of other peers around me being like, you know what, we forgive you. Like, let's do better. It was it was really really good. Well, I noticed something too in the chap the the verses about the Pharisees again. I know I keep going back to that. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting in verse 10, even now the ax is laid at the root of the trees. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So like, what's it worth to live a life where you're not being straightforward with everything? There's ultimately judgment for us when we refuse to repent before God. And that's not just like a one-time throwaway verse that John has. Like, Jesus is going to talk about that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, If you were going through the podcast with us last year, there is so much talk about judgment and wrath and actually even, like, fire and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Like, I don't say that just to spook you or freak you out. Um, that it's, it's biblical, like it's, it's there Mm -hmm. and you can't avoid it. And ultimately that is the fate that awaits us when we refuse to repent because ultimately we're just, um, pridefully worshiping ourselves, Mm -hmm. um, rather than putting ourselves under the authority of God and his commands and the life that he wants us to live. So I guess, did you want to say anything else about the repentance part? Uh, then we, when we do move into the baptism of Jesus, we were talking earlier about how it's interesting that Jesus is actually being baptized himself. So like he has no reason to be outside of, in my mind, just being an example to us. It is odd. Like why does Jesus have to be baptized? And maybe Mm -hmm. it's obedience to the father. Mm -hmm. Like maybe it's what God has, has ordained for. I mean, obviously it's what God has ordained for him. Uh, but it is an interesting thing, and it, it kind of freaks out John the Baptist. Like, he mm-hmm. sees him coming, he's like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. <laughs> not happening, dude. <laughs> but that that was something I guess I've always thought about, too. Like, why is Jesus doing this? But I, I can't help but to think that it was very much an example. It's also humility, because Jesus has, like, who else is supposed to do it? Yeah, that's like, true. Like, there's nobody who would have been even, like, mentor to him or, like, a leader, a spiritual leader in his own life. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's kind of a... A weird thought, but I'm glad that he did because it, I don't know, it also made him very much like us, like experiencing everything that we do in our humanity as well. There is a a pretty significant instance here then, and, and I wonder if this is part of it. 
Like when Jesus is baptized and he emerges from the water, the spirit of God, like I, I envision like the sky opening up or something. Um, if you look at, this is verse 16. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water and behold, the heavens were opened to him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. So you have Jesus getting baptized. This is the son. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have the Holy Spirit descending from heaven onto him. This is the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And you have the father declaring from the clouds or something like this is my son. I am pleased with him. Matthew is not the only writer that collects this information. Mm -hmm. So the other gospel writers too include this is a pretty fantastical part of Jesus ministry. Um, But it is a Trinitarian part of Jesus ministry. So one of the things I like to remind people of is it's very common today for people to say, Hey, you know, Christians, Muslims, Jews, we all worship the same God. And I understand the concept, like the, the idea that this is like the, the old Testament God. Mm -hmm. Um, but we don't all worship the same God because Christians believe that God is father, son, and spirit. And anytime you remove one of them from the equation, that's not God anymore. Mm -hmm. And so when you try to say like, well, Jesus was like a really good prophet, um, but he was not God or Jesus was a really, really great man. Like Uh that's not God. You're not worshiping God. You're worshiping some other weird creation that you've made up in your mind. Um, because, Right here in Matthew 3, uh, we see that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all present at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, which is ultimately going to call people out of their sin um, to worship Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I don't know that, I mean, I guess I would have read this before and we probably would have talked about it before, but seeing all three being present at the same time, that's pretty powerful. Yeah, like, it is. When have we ever, when have we, this side of things, ever experienced that? And I've I don't doubt that people have, but not collectively. Like it is important to call out, like they're not they're not separate from each other. Like they are existing at all times, always. Mm -hmm. It's just the text here makes it clear. It Uh, was like visibly Yes. Audibly known that all three were present. And it is I mean, this is even more interesting. Immediately after Jesus emerges from the water and you have this supernatural appearance of the Holy Spirit and God the Father, uh, Jesus is going to be led away into the desert for his temptation. This is Matthew chapter 4, which we'll get into tomorrow. Uh, But I think it is significant that Jesus gets baptized. It's essentially like the announcement of the beginning of his ministry. And the very first thing that's going to happen to him is he's going to be led out into the desert by the Holy Spirit that is just descended on him to be tempted by Mm -hmm. Satan in the wilderness. Like, it's like, whoa, this is crazy. There's a lot going on here. So I guess it's a pretty cool lead in for what is to come tomorrow. Um, but I, for a, your part today, I think it's, it's kind of twofold. Like the first part for sure feels like a, a call to repentance for all of us. A hundred percent. Yeah. And then the second part is really just, I don't know, recognizing God in his grace that he would show us his, hu- like his humanity mm-hmm. in Jesus, um, and his willingness to send Jesus for us mm-hmm. and just like all of those three parts that that are showing up here in the text and just recognizing, again, his grace to us to even consider <laughs> to do that for us. Yeah, I think, too, like to, just to add on to your part, like repentance sometimes can feel like it's like, well, repentance is what you do when you make like 
big mistakes yeah. or giant sins. Uh, but I just encourage you to keep with repentance. And like that a daily is, practice. Yeah, like a daily practice of confessing to God and sometimes others. I think it's not always to everybody. Um, but regularly repenting of your sins so that you are continually sanctified, that is made more mm-hmm. and more like Christ. Like we're we're like shedding ourselves to become more and more like Christ. And we do that by keeping with repentance. So I'd actually challenge you today uh, just to find one or two instances of something that seems sinful in your life. I know that might sound like a little bit weird, um, but intentionally find something to repent of. And I, I don't mean that in like an artificial way. Um, but if you find that you're being prideful at work, or if you find that you're being uh, dishonest in a tiny, small way, like repent to God for that, uh, and and maybe confess it to your spouse, your coworker, your children. Like if you if you yell at your kids tonight and provoke them to wrath, which the Bible says oh, I... you are not to do, um, confess okay. that to them and keep with repentance. And the Bible says you will bear much fruit in keeping with repentance. So we'll be back again tomorrow with Matthew chapter four. We'll see you then. Thanks for joining today's episode of God's Plan, Your Part. As always, please consider partnering with us as we are a listener-supported podcast that we hope to continue to grow with support from listeners just like you. We've made it super easy to partner with us, and you can support us by following the link in our show notes or our description. You can support us with as little as $3 a month. Every little bit of this helps so much, and we're so thankful for your support. With that in mind, here's today's reading. Matthew chapter 3. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan were going out to him. And they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear the threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan, to John, to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of God's Plan, Your Part. Don't forget, you can find us on just about every social media platform and YouTube. Let us know what you thought of today's episode, and if you have any questions, go ahead and post them there. You can also reach out to us directly at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. 
As always, if you don't have a Bible, or if you'd like to use the one that we use, uh, reach out to us via email, and we'll be happy to send one to you. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you again tomorrow.